Hello, my beautiful viewers, and welcome back to the Psych Ward Podcast. Moshi Moshi fucking C, hello, bonjour, whatever you want to say, whatever language you recognize it in. We are back and rolling with another episode. And today, guys, first thing we're going to be talking about that I think is going to be kind of the center of today is I'm going to explain a few things about my mixtape, A Manic Episode. Now, when I made this mixtape, I had already had some of these songs written down and never, (laughs) never were they to be released. I was never going to drop them. I was never going to release them to the world. They were just for me to see and read and be content with it. But I'm I'm not sure. I, I stated this in a previous podcast. Something changed in me and I wanted to just, I just wanted to do it. So I did it. But If most people have listened to the album, if you haven't, go check that out on SoundCloud. My SoundCloud name is Psych, and it is capital P, cash sign, S-Y-C-H-E. I feel like I misspell my own name sometimes. (laughs) But starting with Fooling Mode, and obviously there are songs in the the mixtape that aren't deep and they have no background reflection at all like there's no way i made a song named generic trap music and put a message behind it guys i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm gonna say that now that it didn't happen that's not what happened at all however starting with track number one being fooling mode fooling mode if you listen to the start of it i'm 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 saying welcome to my sanctum as the intro to the start of the the song we're kind of I guess the best way to put it is we're kind of moving, you're moving into my mind. It's the first initial, I guess, what you're gonna see of a manic episode. Everything that I said was basically what could be considered an illusion of grandeur. But there are small things in it that I say, I keep saying that. There are small things in it that are definitely, hmm. Okay, for perfect example. When I said, I look in my rear view and the police chase me, I'm not concerned. I look in my rear view and they getting burned. If you hear the ad-lib in the background, it's, I still got arrested though. And that's because there have actually been many a time in my life where I have circumvented the police while doing something illegal and gotten away with it. But the still got it arrested though is a call to earlier this year when I was arrested, still in my protest against my fucking rights and charged. I haven't been charged yet. We're still in trial and court, all that bullshit for that. But still haven't explained that to you guys fully. That'll be explained one day. But it's really just, it's it's meant to be a fun song, but it's meant to kind of like showcase what would be the beginning of Illusions of Grandeur. Just Breathe, honestly. It's, It's really like the main track where I just try to record the bars that I had because the bars were ba- it's basically just breathe is basically a call out of telling myself to like slow down breathe if you if you hear a lot of the lyrics in it it's, it's typical generic trap shit but the way that I tried to present it was that it's hard to say it's hard to make your music necessarily reflect you because not a lot of people have ever heard me rap or really just seen the personality that I display in my rap Hmm, I feel like I'm butchering explaining things. 
because even with having stuff wrote down, I got to admit, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird to put words to your song. But generic trap music, obviously, is generic trap music. Twisted Realization, Twisted Realization, I actually remade that song three times, and I, over three different instrumentals, three different types of, like, I guess, three different styles of recording, and I ended up with the last one because it was the only way I could just really convey everything that was going on. And Twisted Realization was, I guess, the best thing to say about Twisted Realization, if you listen to right before I transition into like a different tone in the song, he's Jesus, I'm Judas, the shrewdest shit prudent. All right, that that if you if you if you are any familiar with like Christian, uh, I was gonna say mythology, but Christian religion, you know that Judas betrayed Jesus for I believe it was thirty pieces of silver. And G- Jesus did everything. Jesus washed the feet of whores. Jesus protected the meek. The meek would inherit the earth, etc., etc. But that's something I often feel with myself sometimes. Not to necessarily say that I am a Judas, but I do definitely feel that I am prone to different levels of the two different extremes. That like that, that's kind of the showcase of what my album that the, the cover is, the, uh, the smiley face. Oof. That's why there's one white side and then there's one black side, but there's white on the black side and there's black on the white side. It's kind of like the principle of yin and yang. You can't have one without the other. They're always within each other no matter what you do. But they are still starkly different yet the same. And really in Twisted Realization, it also comes down to, I, I, I actually give a nod to how I kind of gave up politically other than standing for what I stand for when it comes to activism, I, I definitely gave up when it came to political parties because eight years, bro, eight years in a row, basically the entire time that I have been politically, really in my lifetime politically conscious because eight, no, that's, yeah, that's eight because it would have been the last time Bernie ran and then this time Bernie ran. So 23, I'd have been 17, no. 18. So yeah, that, that was still right around when I was like, uh, in my personal words, like waking up, trying to find who I was, becoming a better person than who I am. And just watching that again this year, and then watching the resulting chaos that proceeded to unfold from our government during, during COVID, and then watching how this year, more than all, they've pushed voting more than anything. And yet the two candidates are like fucking... It's like that South Park episode where it was shit sandwich and a giant douche. Like, we're just stuck with two bad choices. And I don't care what anybody says, but they're both bad choices. And I'm going to do an episode on that explaining why I feel they're both bad choices. And why I will likely be going into the fucking voting poll and writing Bernie's name in on the fucking ballot and leaving. Like, say what you will. Say I waste my vote. People say voting for third party is a waste of your vote. If more people voted for third party, it wouldn't be a waste of your vote. When Hillary Clinton ran against Donald Trump, Harambe got 16,000 fucking votes. That's 16,000 adults that got up and went and wrote in a fucking meme. Don't, Don't come to me and tell me I'm wasting my fucking vote. When shit like that has happened, still happens. Vernon Supreme gets wrote in every fucking year. Kanye's trying to get wrote in. And I definitely have more to say about Kanye and everything that's going on with him. But I'm gonna get back. That one time in Bluff City, there's a nod at the start of the song to kind of like an impression 
that one time in Bluff City kind of leads towards uh, Reed to me because they're a line of thought that I, while writing those songs, was definitely on my mind a lot. But one of the key, key, key lyrics I have to say from that one time in Bluff City was trying to find your light, but you're stuck in the darkness, warrior Spartan, I'm fighting regardless. So what I meant by that was that whether it's really whether it's me or other people, it's always one of the two. Like someone's trying to pull you out of the darkness or I'm trying to pull someone out of the darkness or something along those lines. That's what I meant. But regardless, regardless of regardless of whether there's light in my heart, regardless of whether there's someone fighting for me, I'm fighting regardless. Warrior Spartan. Spartans were outnumbered by like 300. Not by 300, they were 300 to, compared to hundreds of thousands and they still held them off at the Battle of, I don't wanna fuck it up. I don't think it was Thermopylae. I think that was uh, the second go around. Was it the, I think it was, I think it actually was, okay. Moving on, a down south state of mind. Now down south state of mind actually came out, that song was so weird, bro, like, I meant for it to come out like cowboyish, but the way it came out was just strictly more cowboyish. Uh, but in in the song, basically a down south state of mind is it's to describe being stuck in the south with the state of mind that you have, with the state of mind that I have. Because I'm not gonna lie to you guys, the south is very terrible. <laughs> Like, I, I've lived in other more progressive states. I've lived in California. Like, for brief amounts of time, I've been to various different mega cities, not mega cities, metropolises throughout the United States, and I've met people there, and I've lived with those people, and I've talked to those people. And I'm just being honest, like, on average, people outside of the South are not necessarily smarter, but they are generally more educated on society, if that makes sense because I don't judge smart by what you know. I judge smart by your capacity to learn and apply it, your adaptability. That's what I consider as smart. The most shysting fucking person you meet on the street might have no general knowledge about doing anything, but I guarantee you that man could bullshit his way to president. Oh, wait. <laughs> Trump. But in a down state state of mind, obviously not to like son of an addict, but shit didn't tragedy you no, know, not for this bastard. That's a super sad bar, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm a son of an addict and I'm a bastard because I don't have a father, so you can put two and two together and explain the addict part yourself. But it's kind of saying, if you look at Mississippi, we have highest pregnancy rate, highest drug rate, highest dropout rate. If anything, one thing people do not consider about people from rural areas is that the potential that they have, not necessarily the whole diamond in the rough shit, but just that when you press a piece of fucking coal, over time, you're gonna get a diamond, bro. That's just how it works. Sometimes the coal shatters, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you get cloudy diamonds, sometimes you get imperfect diamonds, but you get fucking diamonds. And that's kind of what I was going for with it. And that's why at the end of it, I say, we all choose our paths so we can't be called blameless. Even though there are many things at stake in our lives, especially if you live in a fucking downtrodden ass state like Mississippi, bro. <laughs> but anything can be going on in your life, dude, but you choose your path regardless. You are, not, you are never innocent of your choices, so you cannot be blameless. Moving on, read to me. Boy, <laughs> I 
So, Read to Me was... I wrote Read to Me, I believe, in January of this year. Yeah, I wrote Read to Me in January of this year. And the state of mind that I was in was... Oh, no. I'm not much of a... If I am a sad songwriter, it's gonna be like Cold Truth, which I'll get to next, and just be super fucking depressing and sad. Like I took a I took a inspiration from Tyler the Creator's Bastard, because I fucking love Tyler, and Bastard was just an incredibly powerful album, but the song Bastard was even more incredibly powerful. But with Read to Me, it's it's once again, it's just hmm. I'm just, honestly, bro, I'm getting shit off my chest, to be real with you. Like, a lot of times, depending, especially if you're a man, bro, there's a lot of shit that might happen to you or that you might go through that you're not going to have anyone to talk to. You're just not. Because, one, you're not going to have anyone else that you're vulnerable enough to talk to that with. And then, two, the people you are vulnerable enough to talk to that with might not even be the people you should talk to that with. And I know people are going to say you should talk to people about anything. And yes, and I do. But guess what? That's still situational. And just like everything we're talking about right now, it's all situational. But with Read to Me, you can kind of hear my, the, the, I guess my split personality on the track. And he's just like, come on, man, get it off your chest. <laughs> and that's really kind of what it was. Because I remember when I was writing the song, that's what I had to tell myself. Like, as I wrote each bar, I had to tell myself that, like, just, just, just do it. Just write it. Just do it. Because it's easy at the end of the day to write catchy bars about, like, fucking blowing a nigga's brains out, bro. I'm sorry. It's easy. It is not hard to rap about selling drugs, rap, or bitches. Like, in, and I'm, I'm speaking 100% in the, in the sense of the raps, the, the sphere of rap influence of what they would be rapping about. Not call out to those direct objects, people. <laughs> but it's... Like, I know there's an art to it, for sure, and if you obviously are living the life, you're gonna be able to perform that better. But I'm still just saying, when it comes to writing that shit, like, I, I said that sh generic trap music. In generic trap music, I said, Steady of Grain, Steady of Grain got a Glock with a laser, but it came with a taser attached. Like, that's, that's like the most generic gun bar ever, my dude. Literally the most generic gun bar ever. But I've gotten more response from like people I would consider trap based rappers off that song than any other song. <laughs> I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm just it's just a funny observation. But yeah, with Read to Me, it was definitely just it's something I had to do. It's something I had to get off my chest. Some I honestly feel like the next time I go to that state of mind, it will be the conclusion of it. Because along with Read To Me, I wrote one other song and I named it the final chapter. And I'm, I'm fleshing it out right now because obviously it's, it's not even finished, honestly. Like I wrote the majority of it and I never, ever, ever considered it finished and always went back and changed it and improved upon it or reflected different things that maybe I gleaned or learned about the situation that I was just getting out. But moving on from Read to Me, Cold Truth. 
that's a sad fucking song, bro. I'm, I'm just be real with you. Call the truth is sad as fuck. Like, it, it, it's literally just a note to me talking about like my natural inborn ability not to trust people. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even damn near don't even want to talk about that song, bro. It's so yeah. Sorry, everybody. We're skipping Cold Truth. End of the road. End of the road. I wrote in March of 2020, right after COVID hit. It was around the last time I went to the, uh, the comedy store or the PNH, PNH comedy comedy shop or whatever we whatever we Memphians call it. Because I know Joe Rogan, they call their place the comedy store. But with End of the Road, it was kind of a note, no nod, node, nod, whichever. It was kind of a nod towards. I guess like wrapping everything up. Like in in the song, you hear me say, "I feel this ecstasy." What I feel this I feel this chemistry. I feel this ecstasy. Is it destiny or is it destiny or is God testing me? God damn, that's the that's the one thing I hate the worst, bro. Like now that I've started to like like actually record my own songs, I, I'm trying to memorize them. Like I memorize every other song I listen to. And now there's no room for like all of my favorite songs from other artists. <laughs> I don't like, I'll sit there thinking about my bars and I'm just like, wait, this, no, this is Kid Cudi. This is me. <laughs> but yeah, End of the Road was definitely just a nod to that. I chose to use the acoustic guitar recording, which is just a sample. I chose to use it because I, I I feel like that was something I had to convey. I couldn't convey that over a beat. And if I did it, the, usually even if you find guitar, guitar style beats, they still have like some type of like, there's either like mad fucking hi-hats or like inappropriate 808s strung throughout it. Or there's like, what's that fucking, like I've, I've heard metronome get put on on fucking guitar beats. And I'm like, bro, I just wanna hear the fucking quality of the instrument. But as we can move on, that's the that's pretty much it. The intros and outros. Honestly, the first intro is just to prelude to the double double meaning, the split personality thing. In the outro, even though any of you might be, you might think that's me calling myself a failure. That's actually it's actually just a joke, guys. Just think about it. Imagine you're at the therapist and it's just like, yes, sir, you're not crazy. Everybody loves you. You're doing really great in life. And I, as your therapist, I, I know that I'm really here to help you. And then out of nowhere, your car declines and then, bro, just completely undoes the entire therapy session. Just, you know what? Your mother was right. You are worthless. That's why your father left. <laughs> but that's what that was meant to be. Honestly, with the Manic episode, I don't feel like I rushed it, per se, because a lot of those songs and definitely bars that were contributed to it sat on my heart for a long time. And like I said, if you've been following me on SoundCloud or my social media, you can see that I'm, I've dropped more music since then. And I still plan to. I actually have to wrap up my podcasting and other audio work for the day so I can get to music before I have to go to work. <laughs> but that's why we wake up early, boys. It's 730. That's why we wake up early and we get out here and we grind and we work on the things that we care about. But... Uh, I'm gonna cut this episode how it is for right now because what I want to allude to on the next episode will be more about 
what I spoke about at the start of this with Kanye and things about mental illness and mental illness in America. So I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to this very special episode of the Psych War podcast and the explanation behind a manic episode. I love you, everybody. Tune in to the next one. Thank you.